Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 25. 25. That's a lot. Of Grown Up Kids. This episode is sponsored by. Rachel Tolman, who is also Paper Ventures. So shout out to her. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Yes, thank you. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And today we're being joined by two return guests, some supreme veterans here. We've got Jocelyn and Stephanie. Hello. Hey. Uh, Welcome to the show again. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you for joining us for Rob Roy the Highland Rogue, a.k.a. Scottish Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm dubbing this movie. (laughs) Um, So, on that note, it's time for the 30 30 second second Disney Disney Dash. Dash. Who's going first? Anybody? I can go. I can do it. Brave. Brave. All right. That's a different Scottish movie, Katie. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Set, go. All right, so George, King George the First is German and he takes the English throne and so the Scottish Highlanders are trying to reclaim it for their own James Stewart. War breaks out and leaving only one group of rebel Highlanders left and these are led by Rob Roy, but unfortunately they all get screwed and their clan name is banished and tragedy occurs. So then they have to fight to take back the fort from the English. Now, Rob Roy gets married to Helen Mary, and she convinces them to stop fighting. Then Rob Roy travels to London to finally end the battle between his clan and King George I. Oh, and, yeah. ran out of time. But oh, that was the end. end. I, was, I was done. Oh, okay. yay. Perfect. That was so. literally 30 seconds. So. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Good job. Literally 30 seconds. Sweet. <laughs> Do you want to go next? You want I, me to go? <laughs> or stuff. I, I'll, I can I'll, go. Okay, go oh, ahead. You go, go ahead. No, no. Okay, okay. It. We'll alternate. We'll do host, guest, guest host, guest host. How about that? All right. I'm not going to let you see the <laughs> stopwatch. I literally wanted to, like, have my 30-second Disney dash be, it's a Scottish Robin Hood. actually called so i don't want to say it like the little shawl thing that they wear i'm sure that it has a proper name in scotland but i don't know what it is <sighs> i know what you're referring to yeah and i think they're cool yeah it's like the piece of fabric that yeah, drapes have, like, over their shoulder with the brooch yeah. yeah it's very stylish it looks like she's thinking hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> Alrighty. you ready yeah set Rob Roy leads the Highland Rogues through the war to reclaim the throne, and he's basically like Robin Hood, fighting through the English, getting everything he wants. He gets captured and then released a bunch of times. His name gets banned, and then all hell breaks loose, and then he wins. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! 19 seconds. I need you to get your phone. 
have it. Oh, good. All right. Wait. Is it my? No, it's no, Steph's turn. Steph's, Steph's turn. turn. I was going to say, I was like, I didn't think she went yet. So, Arr... I've been practicing, though. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right. Ready? Set? Go. Okay, we open in a battle between the Highlanders and the Redcoats. The Redcoats capture Rob Roy, then Rob Roy escapes. Helen and Rob get married. She's Mrs. Banks. McGregor's name becomes illegal. Rob's arrested again and escapes again while trying to arrest Margaret. She's killed in a fight breaks up between the Highlanders and the British. Campbell meets King and Countess to negotiate for the Highlands. Rob attacks the British fort and takes it. Helen has this awesome speech and Rob goes to the King and all ends good. 22. Mrs. Banks. <laughs> that was awesome. It's my favorite movie, so I like having to throw it in there. I like it. <laughs> Alright, are you ready? No. <laughs> Set. Go. War in Scotland. Rob McGregor is captured. His mama comes up with a plan to free him. He escapes and is married to Helen Mary, but the other Scots are happy? I don't know what I'm saying. They ban the McGregor clan and capture Rob once again, but he escapes again, almost captured again, but is swinging a leap, and he's off. M Mama McGregor is shot, oh no, but it leads to the Campbells and the McGregor's running forces. The legend of Rob Roy spreads to, spreads to London, and he makes peace with the king. Pretty good. That was no, 22 seconds. It wasn't good. I thought that was good. It was Not compared to these two. It was more detailed than mine. <laughs> so really, this is not our podcast. It's uh, Jocelyn and Steph's podcast. Listen, I stayed up for this entire that. movie. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I'm really proud, so of you. proud of you, Megan. I am yeah. so proud of you, Megan. I, <laughs> I think that I think it's mostly because like I'm pretty much invested in anything to do with the UK now because I'm getting really excited for our trip. So I was yeah. like, "Ooh, Scotland! I'm gonna watch this whole thing." <laughs> That's a good attitude to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alrighty. I saw well, you guys posted your itinerary. It's very exciting. We did post our itinerary. I didn't post it in Grown Up Kids. I don't know if anybody is even interested in it for Grown Up Kids, but it's in the Swish and Flick Facebook group if anybody wants to go see it. <laughs> well, we are visiting Pooh Corner. And that's we are, and I did not put that in our itinerary, actually, just because, like, I tried to keep it mostly Harry Potter related, but we are going to the Ashdown Forest, to the actual Pooh Sticks Bridge, and I looked up today, because um, I was talking to my parents at lunch about the Christopher Robin movie, oh, and I so was good. like, I wonder if they filmed that, like, in the Ashdown Forest. I mean, Ewan McGregor's from the UK. It makes sense. Like, it's there. Just use it. And they did. <gasps> was it the oh, one? that's so awesome. I believe oh, that it was the actual Poostricks Bridge that they amazing. filmed at, yeah. I asked oh, you that when we were so watching cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh really gosh, cool. guys, if you haven't seen that movie, go, but bring some tissues. I need to see it again. I agree. I want to see it again. I'll probably watch it at home, but I will, go, I will see it eventually. It's good. It's Same. good. I missed part of it because I brought my little sister with me, and, you know, kids always have to take a bathroom break in the middle, so. I know. But that's okay. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll just go see it again. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to do, like, another matinee and see it again. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I love you and McGregor. Yeah, and like the just the whole. I know that this is like not on topic to Rob Roy at all in any way, shape, or form. But, <laughs> uh, but 
Ewan McGregor plays Christopher Robin really good. And just, like, the whole story of, like, bringing him around to being a kid again and, like, incorporating his <gasps> daughter into the story. Is he a grown-up kid? Yeah. Christopher! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so sweet. And, like, there's... I, I felt really bad because her little sister came and she was watching the beginning of the movie and she's like, this is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I'm sure it'll get better. Just keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> and cute. thankfully it did there's like some little action sequences you know typical Pooh Bear quotes and Eeyore funniness and it was good so I just remember when I saw the trailer and they kind of show Eeyore McGregor's character on the park bench and then Pooh like comes up behind him yeah. and you hear that like that Pooh Bear voice and it's yeah. just like oh like it just gets you oh, yeah. amazing it really bless does. Jim Cummings yep. I love him so much yeah he's the Pooh Bear voice that like I grew up on more so than Sterling Brown but I mean both of them are obviously great uh but I love me some Jim Cummings so he does a lot of voice work actually yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he does I think he also does I mean, Tigger for the movie as yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, he's good. He's so coming to our Comic Con out here in Saskatchewan. <gasps> That's amazing. I may have to come visit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that brings me. Don't think much I'll be happiness. going. But <laughs> yeah, he's it, gonna be it brings me happiness that he's joining the con circuit. Yeah. Because usually, yeah. if they hit one, then. Then they're like, oh, you can make quite a bit of money doing this. And then oh, they just yeah. do more of them. And, like, <laughs> they just traveled all the cities. So I hope that he – we have a pretty popular one uh, near us in Pittsburgh. And I hope that maybe he'll come to that one. So. All right. But Copy back to – on our podcast, Jim Cummings. Oh, my God. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. Um, okay. So history for Wait, Rob Roy. are we talking about Rob Roy? Yeah. The Scottish what Robin movie Hood. Are we here to do? The Scottish Robin Hood. Got it. Right. That's right. Thank you. I mean, it, it even is actual Robin Hood, but he's just like dressed in a kilt this time. It's Rob Roy, not Robin Hood. No, but it's the same yeah. person. No. <laughs> but he's got a beard, all right? <laughs> he's got a little and mustache going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so some history on Rob Roy and the Highland Rogue. Um, it is a film made in 1953. Uh, this is the final Disney film to be released through RKO Radio Pictures, which we talked a little bit about in the Living Desert episode, how Walt pr- creates his own production company after this called Buena Vista Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were going to say The Living Dead instead of Living Desert, and I was like, what's happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) So, this is the last one to be... I I think that in the last episode we said The Living Desert was the last one. Yeah, I had incorrect information. Yeah, this is the final one to be released through RKO Radio Pictures. Um, So, Walt had enjoyed success with his first live-action movies, such as Treasure Island and Robin Hood. Um, He, oh wait, Treasure Island is an action movie. He then followed it up with what they call costume adventure tales, which was like Robin Hood and the Sword and the Rose. Uh, And those both featured Richard Todd, who is Rob Roy and Robin Hood. And what was his name in the Sword and the Rose? 
Charles. Charles. Something. Something. Brandon. Brandon. Um, So this is his third one. And Walt considered making a film about King Arthur after this. uh, And Richard Todd requested 15,000 pounds. So that was probably like, I, I mean, I don't know what the heck the exchange rate was in the 50s, but. Still. Yeah. I think in in that time, it's a lot. Um, So he never made that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just, like, looking for someone else, he's just like, nope. No. (laughs) You know, Walt, there are other actors out there. No, call up Bobby Driscoll. (laughs) Probably Bobby Driscoll could have played King Arthur. Um, Oh, goodness. So Walt, (laughs) Walt later said that he admitted that the Sword in the Rose didn't really perform up to his expectations in the U.S., um, and, like, the costume pictures just didn't really do as well over in the U.S. They did better overseas, but he wanted them to do good everywhere, so he kind of doesn't really make them after this. This is, yes, Steph. Wait, so what's the, what is, like, a costume adventure tale? How is that different from just, like, a normal live-action adventure? It's, it's kind of like what, like, period pieces, so, like, um... Like the TV show, like Downton Abbey, like Outlander. Uh, which, yeah. So something where it's set in a different time. So it's very much like about like the costumes. The co- like where the costumes really kind of emphasize when we are. Oh, okay. yeah. Not just okay. where we are. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because like okay, if you think sense. about, you know, if you think about like Mary Poppins, uh, theoretically that movie could really, I mean, I guess they kind of, because there's like the suffragette and everything. So like you kind of can pick when that is, but if you're just looking at like their clothing and everything, you really could place that film anytime, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, that's my, that was my question. <laughs> before we move on to fun facts, I, I think, I, I feel like all of these things that he's doing all these British films that he's doing over there and using up all the money that, you know, was locked over there. I feel like these are all, like, stories maybe he admired, like, as a kid. Like, I just see him, like, grasping grasping onto these stories and being like, I have this voice, like, I want to tell them. And, like, just wishing people would, like, love them as much as he does. It's kind of sad that, you know, it didn't turn out as well, you know? Well, Treasure Island did, which is Yeah, yeah. And Robin Hood did. It was the the latter two. That yeah. didn't quite perform. Well, uh, they just weren't very good. Sorry, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Steph. I second that. <laughs> do you think that possibly, like, when I'm watching these movies, I think, do you think he was trying to reach a different demographic or a different audience? Like, when you look at his animated, like, they're very geared towards kids, especially the earlier ones. Do you think yeah. with maybe these movies, he's trying to broaden his audience and find maybe some more adult audiences and just different people to reach out to um that's kind of what i was maybe thinking when i was watching them i don't know if it's the case or not well i i thought it was really interesting because especially with um the with sword in the rose and then rob roy those are both based on historical figures and especially since you know they are filming like everything's being done in the uk this i mean this is history so they're I think that was poss- possibly pro- part of the reasoning behind why they were chosen and who he was trying to go after. Yeah, As that makes the, sense. Come, like, come uh, yeah. experience this time period of your of your own history. 
and yeah. it's yeah and I, I think that it's hard to it's hard to make America interested in that you know I mean like nowadays I think that America is more interested in that kind of thing if you think about how popular like you said Downton Abbey is and yeah. um I'm trying like the Tudors or a, oh like the crown or something right on oh Netflix. yeah like those kinds of things are super popular now but for whatever reason back then like People over here just didn't seem to care as much about the history. Give me my freedom fries or nothing. Well, well, you know, that actually might also have to do just with, like, technology. I mean, we have the internet, so if I wanted to look up the characters in the crown, like, and actually, yeah. like, get, like, understand their, I would understand like, it, yeah. Then I would be able to, to watch and understand it better. Whereas yeah, in you the could, 50s, like, I go mean... to an encyclopedia. <laughs> like, who's this encyclopedia character? Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. It's our plethora of knowledge or like, you know, our easy access to knowledge nowadays helps us become more interested because like the knowledge is all there for us to just go look at. Like it's so easy yeah. to obtain that information. Um but yeah, I think that the reason why Sword in the Rose and this one didn't do as well, just like Jocelyn said, like they're historical. They're not fairy tale-ish I guess you know yeah. I guess and not that Robin Hood is like a fairy tale but it's more so you a know it's, it's a fiction yeah yeah so like more people can be interested in something like that as opposed to who are all these kings and why am I supposed to care about them you know it's <laughs> like yeah. to be completely honest I in these past the past two costume movies Sword in the Rose and this one I had a really hard time following characters like I know who Rob Roy is I know who Helen Mary is yeah. But then it's just kind of like it gets lost on me and I'm like, who are these faces? And they're all dressed the same and I don't understand like who is who and it's the same for me too. It's difficult to follow as much as I wanted to watch it, you know? I think some people may have also had like a mental block as well. Like if you hear that it's like, Oh, well this features King George or whatever, if someone's like not really a history fan, they might be like, Eh, you know, and I don't need to see that. Yeah. Yes stuff. I did, I did find personally, like, especially with this one, not as much with the Sword in the Rose, but especially with this one, there's not a lot of character development. You yeah. just kind of, like, you're just like, here's Rob Roy. You don't really get to kind of, where I find, like, a lot of other movies. Like, why is he rogue? Yeah, like, you don't know yeah. any background, really. <laughs> and then when you right. do find out, like, I can say from the British people's point of view, because it's the same thing with the Sword in the Rose, like, when they're not historically accurate, that might just be yeah right so he's trying to like bring in this audience of people that enjoy these stories yet he's not sticking completely true to the story so he's kind of pushing the buffs away yeah and people get (laughs) people get picky if they're like history buffs they want it to be accurate oh yeah yeah. definitely for sure all right do we want to go to fun facts sure you may have read some of mine but we'll, we'll find no it's okay we lo- we often overlap. It's all right. You know, it happens when you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Rob Roy was shot on location in Scotland, as Meg is a enormous fan of. I wonder if we're gonna like be near any of the locations. If we are, I'm gonna take a picture and be like, Rob Roy was right here. Richard Todd. Yes. Even though he was a jerk, he stood here. I'm gonna look up some spots. I'll see if I can do something. <laughs> 
Oh, did so, they film in Edinburgh? Ooh, I don't know. We need to find did. out. So the last, this is the last of 21 British films produced jointly by Disney 21? and RKO. I guess. Um, we did not watch 21 British films. Maybe some of them were short films. Maybe. So as we discussed, Disney had already created the Buena Vista distribution company by the time this film was finished. Um, and then because of that agreement with, or a distribution agreement with RKO was already in place before its existence. So... No more RKO. Bye. Walt's taking his own thing. See ya. So this was the fourth and final film made with that locked money in the UK. Richard Todd, as we've discussed, he's back. Glennis Jones plays his love interest in the story of Robin Hood? No. Or the story of the the Rose. Rose. That's right. Yeah. And James Robertson Justice returns for his third Disney British film as well. But I don't remember who he was. I didn't put that down. He... I... I, I made that change. Oh, <laughs> he, he was little. He was little John in Robin Hood, and then he was King Henry the Eighth oh in Sword and the Rose, and then mm. he was the Duke of Argyle here. I thought he got around he a bit. Have been. I thought he might have been. Thank you for pointing actually. That when out. we were watching it, you're like, he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. She did say that. <laughs> <laughs> like Meg said, I had a real tough time. Oh, yes, stuff. <laughs> I recognized him when I remember him from the first movies there, and I had to know where he was from, so I looked him up, and I, I don't I don't think it's a Disney movie, but he was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in Chitty Yes, he was! <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that movie, but my mom would constantly sing the song. Oh, constantly. you have to watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Did you Katie fall asleep hasn't during seen it? a lot of movies. Yeah. I don't know. It's been many years since if I haven't even watched it with you, then that means it's been over a decade since I've watched it. True. (laughs) We can measure our lives and how long we've been together. Uh, So in addition to the cast, much of the production crew was the same as the previous films. So that also includes fun name, Purse Pierce, and the Matt artist that I talked about. I don't know if it was last time or before that. Uh, Peter Ellenshaw, so he's the one that like does a yes. bunch of the backgrounds, and they look amazing. amazing. Like me knowing I was that they're there. To see it this time, yeah, and because you pointed it out, and I was like, wow, I noticed like, you really wouldn't know, like maybe unless you once. pointed it out. I noticed it once. I, I can the only sky notice background. it, and it was it like it was on Rob Roy. Oh my! Like up close, and then like you could tell that the background was, as I would call it, quote photoshopped behind him, whatever they <laughs> yeah. called it then. But like you could tell that like he wasn't really in that place. But it was only once. No, mine was like when I think they were at like a one of the forts or something, and like so you could see like a bunch of the turrets, but then like the background, like the sky. I don't know. It looked like he had painted the sky hmm. a certain blue or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. They look amazing either way. Yeah. Guys they really talented. do. So we have some returning people. However, Ken Anakin was unable to return as director because of a contract dis- dispute with another studio. So Harold French took control of the film. This is the only one he did for Disney. So. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's terrible to say. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> So, Robert Roy McGregor, he was a real person, as we discussed. He lived in the late 17th and early 18th century. In real life, he defaulted on a loan when his cattle was stolen. So, here's a little background that you don't get in the film. Um, His family was forced out of their home, and he waged a war against his creditors, eventually winning. 
that makes sense as to why he was so obsessed with like taxes and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. This information would have been pertinent to the story. Is that the right <laughs> word? Did I use the right word? If not, I'll just edit this out. No one will ever know. Um, so fictionalized tales about Rob Roy were written during his lifetime, which is kind of cool, um, characterizing him as a Scottish Robin Hood what? who led a Told fight ya. against King George. Uh, Sir Walter Scott later wrote a novel called Rob Roy based on those tales. And when Ken Anakin, who was the guy that was supposed to direct but didn't, was in charge of the film, it was going to be based on um, Sir Walter Scott's novel. However, when Harold French took over, he changed it to be closer tied to, like, the original tales in real history. If I you guess he say didn't they change really... it enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or give us enough of a backstory. Harold, yeah. get your stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Carol! Carol, get together. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was going to quote. And then I was like, how can I quote that without dropping the S-bomb? I just didn't say it. I that. just, but like, it would just come out if I said it, so. <laughs> so Rob Roy had its first public screening on October 26, 1953, coming up on that anniversary as a royal I'm command. I'm sure everyone's counting down. <laughs> as a royal command film performance in the UK. However, the film didn't have its official premiere until February 3rd of 54 in New York City. Um, critics did receive it warmly and praised its faithfulness to the tales, so apparently they did okay with this one. However, the complex plot confused audiences and the slow pace bored them. It was not that a commercial success. is usually common, I feel. If critics like a movie, I usually don't like it. If critics hate a movie, I usually like it. Like, all of, like, honestly, whenever a film wins, like, best picture at the Oscars, that's usually a telltale sign that I shouldn't watch it. Because I won't like it. Ditto. Ditto. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I, like, hardly ever like the movie that wins. So. Yeah, anyone I'm rooting for doesn't win, so. Harry Potter never won, so screw you, Oscars. (laughs) The only one I guess that maybe, like, I love Return of the King, like, I love The Lord of the Rings, and that one. But I feel like it was, like, it was finally the third movie, and then they finally won all these awards. But that's one that I actually do really like. I was bitter towards Lord of the Rings because it was always up against Harry Potter, and it always won (laughs) against Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, every single time. (laughs) The grudge. Yeah, I did hold a grudge. <laughs> so this is probably my favorite fun fact of this movie, because it was actually a fun fact instead of just, like, fact. So Richard Todd sheepishly admits that in that first scene when he's leading the charge, he got injured because he stepped in a rabbit hole. <laughs> I hope he didn't injure any of the rabbits. The great Scottish Robin Hood taken down by a rabbit hole. <laughs> And last but not least, you can get this movie on DVD in the Disney Movie Club ex- exclusively oh. or on iTunes. Hmm. And that is the end I of my know. tale. I don't know. Like, I think that I kind of want this movie. We just rented it. Yeah. But I think I want to buy it. I mean, I, I will say for every now and then. <sighs> Richard Todd's I just, probably I the cutest know. in this one. 
again, I think. Oh yeah. I think that, <laughs> I don't know. I still, I, I still like his uh, his Robin Hood performance. Oh, he was very handsome in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just like that it takes place in Scotland. I think that's really what this comes down to. I just like that it's a Scottish Robin Hood. But are any of those backgrounds you... real, or is that all Peter Ellenshaw? I don't no know. No one will know because he's amazing. I don't know. You just want to buy it so when you're watching it with people, you can be like, well, I've been there. I've been there. There we go. That's the act. Who knows? Maybe our future children will love Rob Roy. Maybe. Maybe. That would be really sad if this was, like, their movie of choice that they wanted to watch over and over again. I'd be like, not again. (laughs) I'd be like, let's let's just watch Moana. (laughs) Let's put Moana in. Rob Roy doesn't sing, okay? You sit down and you watch Moana. Maui sings. (laughs) Disney's new one is the Angry Birds movie, and I just can't watch it anymore. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, man. Why did you ever hit play the first time is my question. It was there. (laughs) And they got rid of Finding Dory on our Netflix, and so she'll be like, Dory, 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 Dory. And it was like, oh! So I put on Angry Birds, and now that's her favorite. Netflix destroying young children. Making them watch something else. <sighs> Terrible. Alrighty. Characters. First up is uh, good old Scottish Robin Hood, Rob Roy McGregor. I think that, like we've said, I would have liked more character development with him, because learning a little bit about his back history helps me understand why he is the way that he is, and he's not just, like, this random person who likes to rebel. The random rogue. The random rogue. Yeah. Because um, that's kind of how he comes across while you're watching it, is, like, this is just this is just how he is, and everybody deals with it. This dude you know? with this bug up his butt about, you know, the red coats. Yeah. Yes. Woo, we got lots of hands. <laughs> Go ahead, Jocelyn. So the thing I noticed about him, and I, I mean, when I was watching, I was like, I did this whole like tonal viewing kind of thing, just seeing how like where the almost like a pitch register, like where each of them kind of ranked. Yeah, he was he was off the walls. Like he was yelling, ha- like he was like very high energy, yelling at everyone half the time. And it was only when he was going against his mom or the Duke of Argyle that he kind of slowed mm-hmm. down a little bit because they're both smarter than him mm. and everyone else is not as smart <laughs> everyone else is not quite as smart so when his brawn isn't working as well and the brains have to come in he's like all right i'm gonna tone down yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it my handsome face won't get me anywhere here nope pretty handsome face it is Steph did you have something to say no I was gonna pause for a second because of my head oh (laughs) (laughs) but she's good okay okay (laughs) um do you have anything you want to add about Rob um I think I'm just gonna jump into I think he's a Gryffindor because he does not think he thinks with, like, his heart, his heart. not his head. Yeah, totally. I can agree with that. I was just going to say that about him, and I was like, yeah, I'll just throw it in there. I think he's Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. 
I don't think there's any arguing with that. I will just add one thing because I know Jocelyn mentioned, I don't know if it was before or after um, when we started recording, that Richard Todd is actually born in Ireland, so he's an Irishman playing a Scotsman in a movie made by Disney. <laughs> I, d- I do have a soft spot for those Irishmen that explains a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, she does. She's, yeah, mm-hmm. Jamie Dornan. <laughs> well, Woo! Jamie Dornan. What if Jamie Dornan played Rob Roy? I'd watch it every day. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Picturing it right now. I he, actually, it. he actually would play a good... He would have played a good Robin Hood. He would have played... Totally. A well, good... isn't he um, on the show there? He's the... He's not in it for very long. Once, Once upon, upon a time. time. He's, he's the sheriff. He's the woodsman. Yeah. The sheriff. Yeah, he's like the woodsman. Yeah, or okay. the sheriff. I yeah. need to... I need a remake of all these movies. With him. With him. Yep. Then my kids can watch it all they want. That can be oh, their movie. Okay. <laughs> yes, Jocelyn. One quick thing before we move on to the uh, next character. The only thing I didn't... Well, there's a couple things I didn't like about Rob. But my 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 biggest thing was his escapes, especially when he... Oh like His leap. <laughs> his leap from the fort to the tree was a little a little too fake. <laughs> How about was... his dive off the water clip, the waterfall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Can cool. we talk about that one? Yeah, that was way more fake than the tree jump. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that happened, right. and Meg was just like, "Oh, like there you went." <laughs> I looked at Katie, and I was like, "Did you see that?" <laughs> it's like it's just this blob that like slowly falls down the waterfall. <laughs> That would have been a good instant replay moment. Yes. Oh yeah. It Someone was... needs to boomerang oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But, but yeah, his like I I mean I have no doubt that he could like that he could you know outwit and out and actually like escape from them. But the fact that they kind of went to a little like visual wise, they kind of went a little too far. Like tried to make him seem that much better was yeah. a little. Much. Like, they didn't need to go to those lengths. I also want to know how the heck people couldn't see him swimming through the river. <laughs> Meg, it was just his, whatever you called his little shawl thingy. I think they're called plaids. Oh, you are so right. What I'm are they called? Plaids. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I apologize well, if I offended any Scots. No, we think they're cool. Plaids. Not shawl, plaid. <laughs> Alrighty. Shall we move on to Helen Mary? The way Rob says Helen Mary's name every time. Helen uh, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> it always ended like Mary was always like so much lower than Helen. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Mary. <laughs> yeah. I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. She tried to keep his head on his shoulders as hard as she could. But moral of the story is listen to your woman. Yeah. I Amen. Agree. But we're not there yet. <laughs> listen to your wife. But honestly, she was really she's like a quietly fierce character. Yeah, I, I agree with that. She doesn't I mean, here's Rob Roy, this legend, this leader amongst all this all these people, this clan, and she'll stand right up to him and tell him that he's wrong. Yeah. yeah. 
Even the, even when he says, I'm not going to listen to you, she's like, well, I told you, so. And I loved how she was being so coy whenever he was asking her, like, basically to marry him, right? <laughs> she was just like, what? What? Oh, I hadn't <laughs> noticed. Oh, really? There, really? There was you a like line me? <laughs> when, when he's trying to propose to her, and I had written this down, I, like, they have this little exchange, and I, so I'm just going to read it for you. So he says, you, uh, let's see. No. She says, you're wondering how matters lie between us. What, like, what do you mean? And he says, what I mean is you're not a bad looking girl. She's like, it's good of you to say so. Like, she definitely, <laughs> she could hold, she could hold, she definitely could hold her own. And oh, thank yeah. goodness, because she need, like, with him as her husband, she needed to. Whew, that is some old school flirting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Medieval flirting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoy her a lot. I don't know where I would place her. I almost. I oh hmm. I, I thought she was a Slytherin. Plot. I don't know. I just got a vibe that she was a Slytherin. Oh, know, she, she fits kind of... Ravenclaw and Slytherin. She a Slytherclaw. She's a, probably a yeah. Slytherclaw. Because yeah, she is ambitious, and she is cunning, and she kind of has to be cunning around She's him. So cunning. Yeah, because, yeah, like, that's really the good. only way that she would ever get her point across to mm-hmm. him, really, was be by being coy or cunning. Um, yeah. But she's very, she's smart. So, yeah, I like Slitherclaw. Very smart. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Uh, next up is John Campbell, the Duke of Argyle. Is that his favorite pattern? Does he prefer that to plaid? I, I do. Does he wear Argyle socks? <laughs> I love Argyle. <laughs> so do I. I used to have a big obsession with it. Oh my god, that's all I wore in like high school. Mm-hmm. My socks, Argyle. Oh yep. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So shout out to the Duke. <laughs> 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 um, I like him. I think that he played a good, like, level-headed character, and it was kind of a character that you needed in this film. Because, like, Rob Roy was so all over the place. And, like, Helen Mary was trying to, like, rein him in. Wait, but who? Helen Mary. Thank you. Was trying to rein him in. But then John Campbell, you know, like, he was always... He, like, had the right decisions. Like, he knew what should happen and what shouldn't happen. And he was disappointed in Rob whenever he attacked that... Um, shoot, what is it called? Fort. Fort, yeah. Fort. He was, like, disappointed in him. Yes. I f- was going to originally say I feel like he flip-flops sides a lot, which I still agree with. However, he yeah. was always doing it, like, based on what the best thing was for his people. Yeah. If he was like, yeah. I need to be with the quote-unquote enemy that's best for everyone, okay. Oh, he screwed up? All right, I'm going back to this guy because that's what's going to be best for my people. But he always, like, I feel like he always knew in the end. Yeah. He's like, he, a like he knew that Rob, yeah, he knew that yeah. Rob was going to come around. Yeah. If he said the right things and did the right things, like, he knew how to get Rob to come around. Yeah. Yes. Just, like, back on what Katie said, too, about, like, doing what's best for his people. He's also trying to do the thing that's best for his people in more of, like, a legal way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, being more, um, where Rob is more of, like, waging war and fights and herding cattle and Rob don't care no John Campbell is just trying to do things like the most legitimate way and trying to get Rob to do it also 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's interesting because his position as essentially like British nobility, he he is like he literally is the bridge between the Highlanders and England and, London. and England, yeah. which, yeah, I mean, he had like, like whether whether like, yeah, he he's doing he's always trying to do the right thing, but he has no choice other than like other than to switch side like to yeah. step over to one side or another just to kind of bring it back to bring everyone back to the center line. And he really puts himself on the line, I think. Yeah. Whenever oh, he sure. whenever he tells the king like he'll he'll come around, like he'll come around and then he goes and he attacks that fort and <laughs> oh, whoops. And John Campbell is just kind of like <laughs> are you serious? Like you, I just, was, you know what I, just I like, did? yeah, I just did this for you. And now like, I don't know if they're going to accept it. And it makes him look like an idiot. Should have listened to your girl, Rob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your mama. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, so yeah, I like him. I'm going to make him a Griffin puff. Yeah, I can go with that. I can go with that. Yeah. Cause he's brave, but he's loyal to his people. Yes. Mm hmm. Ding, exactly what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, alrighty, the Duke of Montrose. Is the bad dude, yes. The bad Duke. I loved him. And <laughs> But I I mean this is I I usually guys, I usually love like I usually love the villains because they provide a good a good contrast. But he I I just loved how he changed like he changed depending on the status of the person he was talking to. If they're mm-hmm. above, like if they're peer level or above, he's very calm. He's clever. He's hu- almost humble in kind of you know like a in a pseudo way. And then as soon as he's talking to someone who's beneath him or that he just believes is beneath him, then he's just like, nope, nope. This is like I'm in charge. I like I actually have the power, and you're just you know the scum beneath my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Toe scum. <laughs> what an insult. <laughs> but but really like oh he he was a good he was a good villain he was entertaining I can get behind that I got nothing on him you got nothing yeah, no. no I'm getting <laughs> do I'm we want to sort him uh Dermstring Dermstring I feel like you only do that because you know I'll get upset if you say Slytherin <laughs> I don't think they'd be Slytherin. No, I'll tell you if someone should be in Slytherin. They're going to have a marital quarrel. (laughs) I defend Slytherins. I know that you do, but I'm just saying, I feel like sometimes you feel bad. Like, girl, I can handle you. I don't know. Can you? (laughs) All right. Moving on. Okay. Before this becomes something. How about good old Hamish and Maggie? Oh, Hamish oh, and Maggie. Oh, I love them. They're funny. <laughs> I love yeah. them. They're so funny. Oh, yeah. I, okay, oh. one of my, one of my favorite scenes is probably whenever Rob, it, like, asks Hamish to tell the story, and then he sneaks away. Like, <laughs> so it's just, rude! Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so hilarious. Rude. But, like, he is just that dad. Yes. Yep. You know? Yeah. He, I feel like almost that's more of, like, a grandfather role in a way. Uh, that you know, the storyteller is more of like a grandpa type thing, yeah. But yeah. 
it fits really well. And he's so funny whenever Rob is trying to like ask for her hand in marriage. <laughs> he's like playing. That what is, so is he's good. playing the bagpipe? No, he's cleaning, cleaning. quote he's cleaning his bagpipe. His right, yeah, king of king of unnecessary things and unnecessary. Okay, time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I used to play clarinet. Softening your reed, you just stick it in your mouth. You don't have to play the instrument. You literally just put spit on it. Maybe Rob Roy doesn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I can confirm that because I also play the (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're both Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Totally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say that. I'll take them. They can be part of the fam. Um, alrighty. Next up is Lady Margaret, who is yes. Rob Roy's oh, mom. mom. B.A. I love her. Totally. She's the best. She's the best. Dude, yes. from jump. From yeah. jump. She finds out Rob Roy's captured and she's like, nope, I'm not having that. And they're like, you can it go was over really there. And she's sad. like, watch me. It was sad, though, whenever, like, they all came back from battle and, like, they're just standing there and I'm like, oh, no. They probably thought he was dead. I know. That's that made so me sad. so sad. Oh, but yes. then as soon as she was like, oh, he's captured, um, mm-mm, I'm not letting that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was sad again because there wasn't anything she could do just yet, you know? No, she figures it out. But I, I love, like, especially with, like, the first capture where she goes to visit um, Argyle. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I can, like, I can wait. Oh, yes. And she moves over to, so she can even yes. drop through the yes. door and yes. know where he yes. is. Yeah, that, that was, was great. great. I thought, like, a, like, you can, I found, like, were Margaret and John brother and sister? Like, they're both Campbells, and they're obviously related, but I wasn't sure if they were brother and sister or if they're just, like, like cousins or something, because they're definitely I think related. They're cousins. Because, yeah, they definitely, I mean, they definitely are related. I think they're cousins. Yeah. Or, like... Nope, I cousins is the closest I got. Yeah, I just loved how she walked in there and was just like, uh, "What are you doing? This is my son. <laughs> like, just giving him the business." And, and then, then helps him escape. And then later, when they're getting like attacked, like she fights back. She gets shot, but pretends nothing happened. She's like, "I'm fine." So yeah. like, nothing affects He's Rob fine. and his like fight. Yeah. You know. And then later on, like, I mean, he doesn't even know till like, it's way too late to do anything right. about it. Yeah. Strong woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very She's at a high family. bar. Yeah. She loves, she'll do anything for her son. Yeah. Um, Gryffindor. I was going to say Slitherpuff. That's what I was thinking. Because she's super loyal, but she's like. Cunning and ambitious and like oh yeah and she fierce. gets what she like, wants i would like, i literally fear. i i jumped to gryffindor because of the whole like being shot scene like that mm. was so brave but yeah. i guess overall as a whole she's more so cunning ambitious loyal maybe she's a hat stall she might she be belongs a hat stall. yeah yeah because she's she smart, smart too yeah, yeah she's one of the smartest characters in the movie I think she, like, she ties with Argyle. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, hat stall. She could fit into any of them. I guess it's just a matter of what she herself would want to be, would want to be in. Yeah. yeah. Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome all. Not, I guess, not really. 
I if I was head of Slytherin, I would welcome. Yeah, you don't want Mondros. Okay, true. <laughs> I don't care about your blood status. How about that? That's better. Okay. There you go. Speaking of blood status, King George. <laughs> what? Because he's the king. Yeah, he's got royal blood. He's like- I had no idea where you were going with that. Was Guys, like, that was an amazing segue. Hard. That was an amazing segue. Sure. Except he didn't, he wasn't born into the British throne. Well, Oops. I didn't get any backstory thanks to, That's... you know, Sir Harold French, who took control of this film as director. It's all Is his fault. They no, had, I mean, no. They had like a brief. Like, a very brief blurb of text at the very beginning that said, like, the German, like, the Hanover, like, the Hanoverians took over Britain, and now, like, Scotland's up in arms, and all of them, like, die, except for one last group of rebels. Walt should know that that only works in Star Wars. Nobody reads that. that. Literally nobody (laughs) reads that, unless you're watching Star Wars. You gotta have the crawl. Exactly. the slow... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the voice, or the voiceover narrator in all of, like the princess films. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Actually, the person who voices the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the movie The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that would be a good one. I've never seen I, that. Me either. Seen that either. You know who's in that? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. He is. Mm-hmm. His I have to voice. Watch it. His voice is in it. Still, I know. His voice is in Alice in Wonderland. I'll watch that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So King George. I kind of like this dude, too. Yeah, he is funny. Yeah, he's comical. I like his wig. (laughs) (laughs) Great wig, King George. (laughs) (laughs) You were styling and profiling, George. Good job. Um, I love that it's n- he, that wig never goes out of style. Hashtag oh Taylor God. Swift. There, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got Harry Potter, Star Wars, Taylor Swift. We just need a cat mention. It's literally, like, my our life. lives Sorry. will be complete here. Um, so I what I like about King George is like everybody is like talking about this Rob Roy character, and like he's supposed to be. The enemy, really, right? But here's King George, like, learning. Yeah, he's learning how to read from this story about Rob Roy, and he kind of, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Looks up to him and, like, he's, yeah, nerds out about him. Infatuated with him a little bit. He he fanboys over him, you know? Fanboy, yeah. Yep. And then we have, um, his mistress, who I think was pretty funny. She's the one that actually got the story, right? Is she the one who, like, got the story from, yeah. ta- like, in town, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I had I no idea her. who she was. That yeah. took me a while to wrap my head around. I didn't know who she was until, <laughs> I literally like, just probably thought, five minutes ago. I literally just thought she was a translator. A translator? I'm serious. Because <laughs> she translated everything for him. I thought that was her job. <laughs> That's a pretty cushy job right there. Well, listen, yeah, in the beginning... When they were flashing those words, it didn't say anything about a mistress. All right, so I don't know. How did you know that, Jocelyn? Um, well, I like with all of the other 
costume once I did, you know, Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure at some, I'm pretty sure at some point, like someone mentioned, like someone mentions that she's like an advisor, like a mistress advisor, like enough, enough to where I was like, Oh, and then I, and, but I didn't get it the first time. It was definitely during like a set, like, yeah, first time I didn't, I didn't capture that. I'm I'm not that smart (laughs) when it comes to movies. (laughs) The best King George moment was, I think it was when Rob Roy was in there and he like gives his speech and then the mistress is like all bubbly, like about to translate it. And he just puts a hand up. He's like, I understood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. He was great. And he wasn't even in the film like that. Like he's only no, like just in the, the last end. little oh. bit. He just came in with that wig, Very stole the show. Yeah, he did. Where would you put him? I was looking at the. Oh, oh man, I have no idea. <laughs> oh. Well, I was looking at the cast list or the character list when you guys sent the talk, and I was like, I was like almost finished movie, and I was like, who is this King George and Countess <laughs> that have not appeared in the movie? Like, who are these people? Is this another movie? I was very lost. Did I miss him? I don't understand. <laughs> I really, I don't know but where I don't to put know where him. I, him. Hmm. I don't know. I guess Hufflepuff. That's I, cool. Uh, I'd say like Hufflepuff Ravenclaw because he is he is a smart guy. He just doesn't like yet. Despite the fact that he doesn't know English, like he is still. Yeah. Like, there has to have been a reason why he was named King. He was True. a ruler. Yeah. yeah, he had the yeah. lead. And he I definitely, like, like, I, when I was watching, I definitely, like, felt that he really held, like, he really commanded attention despite the, la- like, despite the language barriers. He still was like, I'm, I, I am the king, so, like, speak slower and I'll make the right decision. True. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Ready right. for our favorite parts? Favorite yeah. character scene? Um, okay, my favorite character is gonna have to be Lady Margaret, just because she is so BA. <laughs> and then that's gonna tie into my favorite scene of the last battle. Um, I think it's the last battle. Yeah, where she gets shot, and then... Like, Rob Roy is about to just give up. And then all of his, like, followers just come out of nowhere and they help him win. Yes! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like he's, like, about to open that door and, like, hand himself over. To save the two women he loves. Right. To save Helen Helen Maddie (laughs) and Lady Margaret. And then, yeah, all of his buddies are like, no, we're not listening to his you know, his rule of no fighting. Like, we're not going to let this happen. And then they help him out. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. That was cool. Yep. Would one of you like to go, and then we'll switch back? I can go. Uh, my favorite character was obviously Margaret. Like, she's just... She is a total BA. She's awesome and fierce, and, like... I know it's just a movie, and it's not necessarily a story super historically accurate but like for a woman in that time yeah when yeah women weren't necessarily number one um and were lesser like she's just a boss 
Yes, um, and my favorite. <laughs> my favorite scene. I love um, Helen's speech to Rob at the court. Again, like it's just like she's just standing up to him and saying like you messed up, <laughs> and you need to fix it. And I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, my least favorite is Margaret's death for sure. That really broke my heart. Um, I feel like it kind of was necessary. Um, way the movie went but it definitely was not a part that I liked and I really didn't like when they kind of like outlawed the name McPherson I think that's just like a dirty thing to do and like making I don't know I just didn't like it I agree <laughs> I agree it was fascinating that that was what they chose to do like rather than to like rather than take money or take land or throw everyone in jail they just said like they took the name like yeah, yeah, they were def- so proud of. A, yeah, definitely like a like a low blow, but very effective. Yeah, like when that one guy went in to pay his taxes, and they're like, "All right, what's your name?" And he, you know, said McGregor, and they're like, "That name, that's not a name around here." And he's like, "Well, that's my name." And they're like, "Oh, just put down whatever." Like that was yeah. so sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that bugged me. Yeah. Those those were mine. Uh, I, my favorite character, I'm tied between Lady Margaret because, yeah, she is a bad A. And then Ar- <laughs> Duke of Argyle because yeah. he just, mm. he know he, he's a chess player for sure. I don't know if yeah. he actually plays chess, but he's a chess player. Um, favorite scene, the ending when like leading, leading up to like just the whole final court scene from the moment that like, Argyle is trying to be like, yeah, like he's like, he's he may he might he he's hopefully coming, but I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna defend him anyway. And then Rob Roy's entrance with the whole like bagpipe parade, and yeah. then just his his whole thing between with him and King George. I like uh, least favorite character, not not really like least favorite character, but. Helen Mary kept dropping the Scottish accent, and that was bugging me <laughs> a little bit. She didn't do a very good Scottish accent. She, she did. I honestly was... don't remember her even having one. I don't either. She, she, she <laughs> it had because it like it was only sometimes, and then when she did it, yeah. it like wasn't very good. <laughs> no, she honestly, I could only really hear it when she was saying like Rob's name because of because she was like tripping the R. But yeah. She must have practiced his name a lot. Tripping the R. (laughs) (laughs) Like character-wise, yeah, you know she's like she's great, and but she kept dropping she kept dropping the accent, and it was bugging me. And least favorite scene would be Rob Roy's exits, like his escapes, because (laughs) those were just bad. I don't know. I think that one of my other favorite scenes is probably the waterfall. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) famous waterfall. Oh gosh, that waterfall. Yep. Do you yeah. do you have a least favorite scene? I don't know if you said one. Before oh, I jump into mine. Uh, least favorite scene or person. or person. Probably the Duke of Montrose, and then yeah, he sucks. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a least favorite scene. I guess probably <laughs> Rob's. What was that? Didn't somebody else other than me say Margaret's death? No. 
No. I'm, but, I'm about to. But oh. that was not a that was not a nice scene to watch. But yeah, like you said, it was necessary to the plot. I guess if I had to pick a least favorite scene, it would probably be Rob's exits, just because they're so <laughs> uh, they're interesting. This is the only word I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, my favorite character. We're all in the same boat here. Definitely, Mama McGregor. Yeah. Yes. She's awesome for obvious reasons. Yeah. I can't say anything more than you guys have already said. She's a fierce woman. Um, favorite scene is probably him trying to propose because it's. I feel like it's very uncharacteristic <laughs> from the rest of the movie. Like it's really yeah. comical, and like the movie isn't comical like at all. <laughs> um, but I have to give two shout out scenes that were my favorite as well. When Rob grabs the, I think it's the Duke of Montrose's nose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes! That's right! <laughs> I was like, did he just... He did. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> and then those amazing, beautiful special effects when uh, Rob kicks that boulder down the hill. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> those were great. <laughs> I don't know. Is that worse than the waterfall? I. You know what? I'm going to say, I, I, I looked away at by the waterfall, so I haven't seen it. Oh, Katie. I looked oh. away for a split second. You need to watch it again. It, we will pull up that specific right. scene just All to right. watch it again. And maybe we'll post it if we find it. Oh my god, it's just like a blob falling over the water. And maybe it, like... it was the boulder. <laughs> <sighs> it was bad. Least favorite... Yeah, I just gotta go with the Duke of Montrose, because, like, I mean, he sucks. And least favorite scene, probably, um, I mean, obviously the death of Margaret. But then also, like, not because I didn't like the scene, but it was just really sad when Helen Mary has to pretty much tell off Rob, telling him, you know, you did this, you screwed up. Was that Make after the fort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt bad when she went home and, like, the guys are talking about how, like, we they won and they're having a big party and there's women there and they're barely clothed in anything. And she's just thinking all these awful things, like, my husband's running off doing all these terrible things. Yeah. But then he shows up and she's like, I have the best husband in the world. True. It was cute. This is off topic, but I, I liked the part when he was trying, when he wanted to be alone with um, Helen and the dad's, like been off at war and getting ideas and the mom is like <laughs> why do you know that from experience <laughs> that <laughs> scene awesome. does not that fit man that scene is really funny i yeah i like when he like gets up out of his chair and sits directly in front of hamish <laughs> yeah 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 finally he just like drags her out of the house and like enough of this we, yeah. we are having this discussion. <laughs> and then they smooch. Mm. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Oh, it's so passionate. Whew. It's so a lot passion. for not knowing someone that well. They've known each other a long time. But he was off at war. He's changed. Mm. He's war rogue. Rogue one. <sighs> All, right. All right. What did we take away from it? Scottish Robin Hood is hot. <laughs> He's as hot as his flaming red curls. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I had something really good. So you guys go while I remember what it was. Um, if you have something. (laughs) (laughs) The basic, for me, the basics, like, the storyline itself, it was fine. Like, it was good. You know, like, they, they have all, like, they had all of the right ingredients that would make a good story. It just wasn't executed well. Yeah. It just kind of, like, it was, it's just kind of, like, it's not, it's not a terrible movie. It's just kind of, like, it's, it's mediocre. Like, they could have, it could have been a lot better than it was. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it was, you know, the waterfall, the, you know, the boulder, or what, <laughs> but, no, I, well, graphics aside, because those were terrible. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't all that it could have been. It, it was just kind of, like, here's, here, like, here's what they had, and, like, hopefully it works. Yeah. I think it doesn't help, too, that, like... N- you know, coming from at least Katie and I, who are two people who haven't really delved into too many Walt live action films, like, ever leading up to this, like, I feel like I have pretty high expectations when it comes to Disney movies, and then whenever I watch something like this, it's just kind of like, I guess I get kind of taken aback, like, oh, he didn't really not everything he touched was perfect. <laughs> you know, because, like, to me, everything that Walt touches is, like, gold. Everything you know? animated is absolutely gold. Truth. Truth. <clears throat> and anything in a theme park. Yeah. But uh, some of Except his live action. It's just great escape. Well, <laughs> did, but did he touch that is my question. No. See? No, <laughs> there we go. There's the answer. Touche. Touche. not have approved of the chili cheese dog burp. Oh. <laughs> oh, that haunts my dreams still sometimes. It smells bad stuff. You're not missing out on anything. <sighs> okay, I'm really lost on that Be one. Glad. It, Be glad. Be glad. On bad. the ride, on Stitch's Great Escape in Magic Kingdom, for anyone who doesn't know, um, you're in there with Stitch. And there's this effect where he burps and you can smell it and it smells like a chili cheese dog. And in the, in the shop I worked at is, was the exit to that ride and the whole shop would smell like this chili cheese dog. And it was awful. That was also the worst. But no, like, and I, I always felt so bad for the guests who would walk, walking out the door. Cause I, cause I worked with Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, we both. We all, like, we both worked merchandise in Tomorrowland, and it, Whew. I, like, praised the days that I wasn't in Merchant of Venus specifically because, because of, of that aftermath. Yeah. 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 It was pretty bad. pretty bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Walt didn't touch that. <laughs> Another tangent. <laughs> No, but he didn't. I mean, you know, if you think about the stuff at the theme parks that is iconic and isn't going anywhere, you know, Peter Pan, um, like the the ride, Peter Pan, Haunted, yeah, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, those aren't going anywhere, and, like, Walt touched those. Those are gold. You know what did go somewhere? They're golden. Snow White. It's still in Disneyland. I know, but it's sad. I miss it. (sighs) Along with Mr. Toad. Let's not talk about um, these sad things. Okay. You know what I took away from this movie? Did Steph ever say what she took away from it? No, but I'm not gonna <laughs> no, not. I'm not gonna. 
Oh, I thought that she had like started talking. <laughs> oh, and then we went on started. A tangent. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, basically everything that you've already said, like not all Disney is as good as I want it to be in my mind. Everything Disney is like, I have just this really perfect, like happiness around it. And this one kind of was like, yeah, I did. And I have a mad crush on Richard Todd now. That is from all three of these movies. Like he is my new, my new crush. Yeah. I'm digging time. (laughs) I'm going to take away, don't let your emotions control you. Are you saying don't be a Gryffindor? No. (laughs) I'm saying (laughs) control yourself. Pretty much don't let it control you to the point where, like, you don't listen to advice from others. If he would have just listened to his mom and his wife. Don't be a Gryffindor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I'm partly Gryffindor, You're so that's... You're sounding very anti-Harry right now. No. <laughs> totally. No. <laughs> There's no Gryffindor here to defend themselves. Who is my favorite character? Remus. And he's a Gryffindor. So would I say anything bad about Gryffindor? He's kind of a no. raven. He's kind of amazing. Okay, moving okay. on. So... <laughs> Disney memory. Claire Gell. Claire Gell. Were you saying it so that I wouldn't screw it up? No, I was just saying it. Before I go on, does anyone have anything to add? Oh, yeah, sorry. Aside from, we know Richard Todd's very attractive, we know that Mama McGregor is amazing, and we know that the special effects were like... Probably like a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Special effects? Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a 3 for humor. Okay, sure. 3. Okay. All right, so Claire Gell, she says, In 2012, I did the Disney International College program. I'm from the UK. I did custodial at Hollywood Studios and had the best time ever. In 2017, I took my boyfriend, Eddie, on his first trip to Walt Disney World. I love taking people there for their first time. And since Hollywood Studios will always be my favorite park, that's where we went on our first day of our holiday. We'd done a couple of things and were sat outside the ABC Commission. commissary Commissary, thank you restaurant with a cup of water each having a rest in the shade we were chatting and noticed goofy walking past on his on the way to his meet and greet spot he was waving at guests as he walked so obviously i waved too from our table goof carried on walking and then suddenly did a double take and ran over to our table he gave me a huge hug and then shook eddie's hand i was so thrilled as Goofy carried on towards the spot, Eddie turned to me laughing and said, Did you, did Goofy know you? <laughs> Later in the afternoon, I received a message from a college program custodial friend, which read, I heard Goofy ran into you guys. It had been my friend who was friends with Goofy. Oh. That's really cool. <laughs> I knew he was working at Hollywood Studios again, and I had a suspicion he was friends with the character, but it even turned out that he was usually friends with other characters and not Goof. What were the odds that we would be set in that exact spot as he walked by that exact time? We got to meet up with a friend later in the holiday to see him for real. If that's not proof that magic exists at Walt Disney World, then I don't know what is. I love it. That's cute. That's cute. That is cute. I remember um, going back one of the first times after we left 
Um, and we, like, our thing is the Three O'Clock Parade Festival Fantasy Parade. Oh. Like, that is Katie and mine's jam. Like, we will watch it twice. We'll watch it back in Frontierland where it starts, and then we'll run up to Main Street to watch it again because we can, like, you can get there before it starts again. It's the best. Um, but anyway, I know somebody who is friends with Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. And they get I his nose right every time. Did not know <laughs> that he was supposed to be friends with Flynn Rider that day. Because uh, it's not like we talk all the time. Like, I just, you know, I had worked with him and, like, we're friends on Facebook and all that. But as soon as the Rapunzel float came by, like, immediately he recognized us. And I was just like, oh my God, it's just like that feeling you get that is mm-hmm. just, you know, it's like a surprise and. It's a magical moment. Yeah, it is. Like, even if it's a friend of yours or something, the fact that, like, they take the time to. Did he to smolder rec- you? He smoldered at me. <laughs> he <Ooh>. smoldered. <laughs> So, it's, yeah, like, I, I've had that same thing happen, Claire, and I think that that's awesome, and I love that memory, and I love that you did the international program. Yes. So. That's pretty awesome. I met one of my very best friends that way. You did it right before we got there. Yeah. <laughs> For oh, yeah. our second time. My second time. My first. Yeah. So thank you, Claire, for sharing your story. And if you would like to have your Disney memory featured on the show, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It can be anything Disney-related. doesn't have to be parks. Um, so send it our way, and we'll be sure to read it on a future episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Jocelyn <laughs> and Stephanie, for joining us again yes. on the riveting story of Rob Roy, the Highland Rogue. The Scottish... Robin Hood. The Scottish Robin Hood. <laughs> you guys are always amazing. And it's always late. And we're always late. And you guys are very flexible. And we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always fun chatting about Disney with you guys. Oh, yeah. Disney brings people together. <laughs> that should be their new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> the new theme for 2019. <laughs> So, that being said, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on all the different social media platforms. On Facebook, we are Grown Up Kids Disney Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Grown Up Kids Pod. You can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod to gain access to the Extra Magic Hours, uh, which is a bonus episode every month. Uh, yes. There may be something new coming soon. Yes. Maybe. There might be. Yeah. Intent. Uh, so you can also head on over to our Facebook discussion group. I've posted a document there with our comprehensive list of movies that we'll be watching along with all the availability to be on the show. We want everybody that wants to be on the show on the show. So get on here. It's fun. Yes, Steph. Well, I was just going to say, I've, I've never met you guys. I don't know you. I just was a fan of the podcast, and I thought I would make a shout-out to all those people who don't know you. Just, you know, email these girls and ask them to be on. They're really awesome, and they're uh, this is, like, the best thing I get to do. I, I look forward to this all the time, and 
I can't wait to come back again. And I've never met them, and I didn't work in Disney, and I haven't been as a kid. And I just email them and, and ask to be on the show. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you. That was very sweet. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I give availability to anybody who asks as long as there's a movie available that they're interested in being on. And yes, like all of the super popular princess movies are taken, but there are so many other movies out there. And don't be afraid to pick something that you've never seen before, because honestly, Katie and I haven't seen probably 80% of these films. Would we have discovered hot scottish robin hood no no thank you grown-up kids yeah i mean he's awesome so in and honestly so like nobody joined us for the living desert episode which is fine you know like we don't if nobody wants to be on yeah we were kind of lonely but (laughs) like honestly shout out to the true life adventure films they're really funny like they're documentaries but they're funny I couldn't believe how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like actually, (laughs) as soon as we're done recording this, we're about to go watch The Vanishing Prairie, and I'm kind of excited. Mm -hmm. Me too. So, so, uh, expand your horizons, and don't email me and ask for Moana. It's taken. I'm telling (laughs) you right now. But if you want to join us for, like, I don't know, The African Lion, that's available. What's that one about the cougar? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But I can't yeah, wait to watch it though. It's about a cougar. It's not a true life adventure film, but it's like a movie about a cougar, and he has a name, I and can't I can't wait. remember now. But we bought it the <laughs> other day. I don't know. It had the Disney emblem on it, and it was on our list, so we bought it. Um, and the, and the story <laughs> bought it from. They're like, do you know what the deal with this movie is? Like, we're we like, talk about it all the time. Nope, I've got no idea, but I'll let you know when we watch it. <laughs> All right. So, I think that I said everything that was on my little spiel here. Yeah. Oh, so go and find that post and you can comment on it and you can ask uh, what you want to be on on the comments. You can email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com or you can message the Grown Up Kids Facebook page. Um, and that's kind of like where I keep all those requests compiled. Don't like be afraid that I didn't get your message if I haven't responded in like a week I promise I'll get to it <laughs> we have a lot going on but I promise I'll get to it we're I busy promise. little bees we're busy little bees so so much for I don't know why I just said so much for that I should have said and so much for that spiel <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you watch The Vanishing Prairie ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.